Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited to be with you here today. So we're going to be talking about a few things. Um, The topic today is around grief, and it's always around self-love, right? Everything always comes back to how we are treating ourselves and how we're taking care of ourselves and how we are allowing ourselves to process things. And so the topic is around grief, and I'm also going to be sharing a little bit about the law of attraction, which can also be seen as the subconscious mind, like what the universe hears, what your subconscious hears, and and is that correlating with what you actually want, okay? So over the past year, if you're listening to this right now, it's March 2021. If we were to look at March 2020 to March 2021, so much grief, so much grief. Whether you have lost a person or not, there's grief. So let's redefine and just define what grief is. Grief is when you lose something. When there was something that was that no longer is, we go through a cycle of grief. We go through a season of grief. And if we don't allow ourselves to feel that grief and to go through the cycles of it, I I have like a three-part cycle that helps me with grief and it's forgiveness, vulnerability, and courage. Um, if you guys have watched my Ted talk or Ted X talk, this is what I talk about. Um, I'm going to sum it up for you guys here because it's really important whether you've lost a job, whether you are simply, and I don't want to say simply, okay, let me just break it down as to things that caused grief for me over these past 12 months. I was grieving the changes. I was grieving what used to be because I realized that that was easier and I might have taken it for granted. You know, it was just all these insecurities that started bubbling up because I was so uncomfortable trying to figure things out. Was it exhilarating? Absolutely. I spent seven months of 2020 in Mexico. I pretty much, I moved out in January to spend a year of traveling and then the world shut down except Mexico. So I was like, okay, I guess it's the year of Mexico. And while it was amazing, it was, it was incredible. It was a lot of really high highs and really low lows. And so you guys know, I always am going to keep it real and be authentic with you. I will never move out to travel without keeping a home base again. Okay. So I'm 29. Um, and I'm nesting now, and I still forever love travel. Travel will always be a part of me, but I will never move out again and not have a home base because that was so difficult this past year of trying to get in the in-between of, yes, I would stay with family and they would help me out, but it just was not my plan. And I guarantee everyone listening, you listening to this right now, there were things about last year that was not your plan. It was not on the agenda for things to go down the way that it went down. And whenever we're experiencing grief, we have to acknowledge the anger that's there. Most of us have not been raised in how to manage anger and how to process and release anger in a healthy way. Um, if you, for instance, like when I grew up, growing up, like my family and my parents would always listen and always like love on me. I had amazing parents, but there were so many moments where. I was given the message that sad is bad, put on a happy face, happy is attractive. Um, And I would tell something to someone in my family, my mom or my dad of like, oh, I just feel sad. And they would be like, well, what am, am I not doing enough for you? Are you not getting enough? Like it became about them when I just needed someone to tell me, well, that's okay. It'll pass. And this is where we start to create stories. You know, have you ever had a moment where you felt kind of depressed? You felt kind of anxious and 
all of a sudden you started questioning and be like, where is this coming from? Oh my gosh, is this because of this or because of this? And you start overanalyzing it or you start wondering, oh no, is depression back? Am I going back down that hole? It's like, no, let it pass. Let it come up. Let's notice it. Let's acknowledge it. And it's very understandable to be pissed off about plans canceling. It's very understandable to be sad if someone passed or if you lost something that you used to have that you no longer have. And so I think we need to acknowledge that the way that our Western society in the United States is, oh, someone passed away or someone died. Here's two days bereavement and then you need to come right back. Like two days, what a joke. We need to be able to process our emotions and remember that we are natural processors. Like we process our emotions naturally. We don't have to put in this big effort, but we do need to notice the distractions that are taking us away from the processing. So I'm just going to tell you my my um, history with grief, because whenever I find myself reaching for old addictions and old patterns and old habits or wanting to binge watch TV, wanting to get super stoned and eat a bunch of food and just check out or all of a sudden wanting to use my vibrator more because I'm like, what? Like It's like my I'm searching for pleasure because I'm not getting it within my own headspace, so I'm searching for it outside of me. When that is happening, there is unprocessed grief in my life. And I've actually been experiencing quite a bit of this over the past month of there's been so many amazing, incredible things that have been bringing me joy, but at the same time, there's kind of been this lingering thing going on that I get to acknowledge that that's grief and that I get to acknowledge and I get to sit with some of the emotions of forgiving and feeling the vulnerability of and finding courage in the situations of things that happened last year. And so if there's aftershocks of you feeling overwhelmed or alone or depressed or sad or whatever else, we get to acknowledge these emotions. We get to validate them and we get to process them. Emotions are energy in motion. So how do we process them? For me, it's always writing. I like to journal. I like to write. Also dancing, you know, being able to move my body. It's really great if you have earphones or if you can blast music and you can close your eyes and move your body in a way that feels good to move it without looking at yourself to seeing how you look. And you can even put a blindfold on yourself and put go in your living room where you kind of know, you know, you know that the couch is right there and the nightstand's right there or the coffee table, you know, <laughs> do it in a familiar space. But allow yourself to move to the music and allow yourself to process the emotions of acknowledging Whenever you do feel sad, acknowledging that instead of going to the sad is bad, sad is not bad. Sad is a signal. Sad is a signal that you're mourning something that has been lost and that we need to acknowledge it and allow it to to be felt because we can't heal it if we don't feel it. And if you repress it, it'll become stored trauma in the body. This is where dis-ease comes from. Disease in the body comes from dis-ease, comes from conflicting and contrasting emotions. When we're carrying on to something and then shaming ourselves for carrying it and then wondering why we feel broken or why we feel like it's just a constant cycle and circle of resistance where we are resisting what is. If you feel sad, feel sad. But how do you process it? What's in your toolkit, right? 
Do you have meditations? Do you have journal prompts? Can you go for a walk? And even slowing down, dropping your shoulders, putting your phone aside, like the things that heavily stimulate us, like our cell phone, like our TV, those are the things that will pull us out of the emotional state because it's giving us something to focus on so we can avoid the emotions. If you're someone who's avoided conflict because you didn't want to upset anyone, it's likely that you are avoiding your own emotions because you don't want to upset yourself. You know, like there's mirrors there, there's parallels there. So what helps me is trusting that I am growing, trusting that I am right on time, trusting that the information I need will present itself, and observing when I'm wanting to check out. If I'm wanting to, like for example, it's really easy for me to get into a cycle of, oh, I don't feel good. Maybe I should lay down and check out and kind of rest and not look at my computer. But then because I'm not creating anything and not doing anything, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like shit because I didn't create anything today. I didn't show up for the things that I love. And then all of a sudden, because I didn't show it, because I didn't do anything, I feel worse. And it's just like this loop. And so the way that I break that loop and I break that cycle well, I drink a lot of water. That's one of the biggest things, like just kind of a baseline of, are you sleeping well? Am I checking with my sleep? Have I been staying up way later than I need to just because it's habit or because I'm watching TV and something's stimulating me? You know, so I, I reset by, okay, what time am I going to bed tonight? What time am I waking up? And then I'm very um, aware of my water intake because my water intake it sounds silly, but it affects so much. Like I feel like I get depressed if I allow myself to get dehydrated because it's like, it feels like my brain isn't able to do its best because it gets accustomed and used to a certain amount of water. So then if I'm all of a sudden not giving it to myself, um, it affects my health and I feel like it affects my mental health. So I try to drink a hundred ounces of water a day. And then the other thing is just not worrying. When I check myself, when I realize I'm worrying and I'm going down a rampage of I don't. So for example, I don't want to fuck this up. I don't want to get behind. I don't want to get fat. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. So we are very aware of what we don't want. It's way more um, glaring and in our face and it's right there. And so this is a good thing if you reframe it. So how does this work? It's called clarity through contrast. It's using the things you don't want to identify what it is that you do want. So for example, I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to be depressed. You ask yourself this vital, important question. What do I want instead? Okay, so you can open up your journal and you could put a line down the middle and you can put a focus area. Maybe you focus on your finances, maybe you focus on your relationships, relationship with others, or your relationship with self. Maybe you focus just in general things that first things that come to mind of things you don't want, the things that you don't feel satisfied with. Um, what else? Uh, maybe it's a specific relationship, maybe, maybe it's your health right? I did one on health a couple nights ago because I was really in my head of like, 
why do I feel kind of sick? What's going on? Where's the dis-ease in my body that I'm not seeing? Because once you know this stuff, you can't unknow this stuff. And so I'm like, okay, I know that there is something conflicting. There's some resistance going on within my thoughts, my beliefs, and my body that has manifested this illness. So what is it that I need to hear that I haven't heard yet? Because I know I haven't heard it because I'm still not feeling my best. So I had all these worries coming up and I wrote it down. I don't want to be sick. I don't want my health to be compromised. I don't want to be isolated and alone. I don't want to carry the fear of getting other people sick. Are you guys resonating with this? So you put a line down the middle, you write all the things that you don't want on the left side. Okay. You can pause this if you need to. Okay, did you do it? Good, I hope so. If you didn't, if you're driving, I understand. Go back and listen to this or just take note in your mind so you can do it when you have your notebook and your ability to write. So line down the middle, left side, all the things you don't want. And then you're gonna go through line by line. So for example, I don't wanna be sick. Ask yourself, what do I want instead? I wanna be healthy. And so it's so important for us to notice because the mind doesn't, the subconscious mind doesn't hear the don't, right? If you say, I don't want to be sick, all the subconscious mind hears is be sick, be sick, be sick. That's what the universe is responding to. That's what the subconscious mind is hearing. So, but if you change the wording to what it is that you want instead, I want to be healthy. And if you repeat that thought, then what your subconscious mind is hearing, what you are projecting to the universe is be healthy, be healthy be healthy. You know, so they have the same meaning. I don't want to be sick is equal to I want to be healthy. So it's our job to ask that question of what do I want instead in order to redirect the things we don't want to identify and to be clear on what we want instead. That's how we start manifesting the things in our life that we actually want. It starts with our thoughts. So I don't want to be sick. I want to be healthy. I don't want to get others sick. I want to trust in my immune system and the immune system of others. I don't want to be sad. I want to feel all my emotions and know that it's safe to do so. I don't want, etc. You get where I'm going with this. So this process is called clarity through contrast. You identify the contrast that you have in your life and you ask one by one what you want instead to create clarity. Because if you know what you don't want, you know what you do want, okay? So that's a really important part of um, manifesting things in your life, you know? And so how does this relate to grief? Well, we are very aware of things that we don't like and the things that we don't want when we're in a process of grief. And so it's important to use those things to keep us in the direction of where we actually want to go, in the direction of love, in the direction of healing, and through processing grief, there's an important element to this. I really want you to hear this. All emotions are safe. Some emotions are more comfortable and enjoyable than others, but all emotions are safe to be felt. And the longer you avoid feeling them and getting in touch with them, the bigger they're going to get and the the stronger they're going to feel, right? And so sometimes I'll be driving and a song will come on and all of a sudden I'll start like crying. Like I need to like be like, oh my gosh, this is this. And I just imagine this bubble of pain coming up to come out, being released through my tears. And you can release emotions through dance, through shaking, like literally just like shaking your arms and shaking your wrists, shaking your ankles. Um, so dance, shaking, music, mantras, 
meditation, journaling, crying, but it's oftentimes the more animalistic movements of of dance or just allowing yourself to go crazy a little bit or punching your pillow or screaming into your pillow because anger is healthy. It's an important emotion to release because if we suppress it, then we're, we're holding on to it. It's like, it, it, it comes up for it to come out and come through. But oftentimes we've been raised with families that taught us that being sad is bad and that we need to shove it down. And I've had times in my life where I was trying to hit myself with a gratitude stick where I'm like, you shouldn't feel this way. You should be grateful. And then I'm feeling like shit because I'm not feeling grateful, but you can hold both. Like we have two hands We can hold two things at the exact same time. You can hold gratitude for what is while at the same time, anger for what is not. And it's not a process of dismissing your emotions to get back to love and light. It's acknowledging them. It's honoring them. And my friend Marley, I did a live Instagram live video um, and it was so fun. I did it with my friend Marley who has a, a incredible monthly membership where she does coaching that's like a dollar a day. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you guys because I really stand by it and I just want to share it with you because I think she's an incredible coach. She shared this with me that she identifies emotions and personifies them. So when she sits down to journal, she'll be like, okay, hello, the world, how how are we doing? Who's here? Who's present? And she imagines like if she's feeling sad, then she imagines sadness being a person within her being like, oh, sadness, you're here. Hi, like, welcome. I love you. Like, what are you feeling? What do you need? And it's almost like she's the moderator interviewing her different emotions as if they're people. And I love that so much because we have different parts of us. You know, if there's a part of you that feels sad, it doesn't mean that you're a sad person. It means a part of you. It's it's a part of you. And there's also a part of you that is the wise woman. There's a part of you that is super creative. There's a part of you that's super courageous. There's a part of you that's scared shitless, right? And you're allowed to have all those different versions and facets and types of personas within you, okay? And I think it's important to acknowledge that all of that is existing at the same time, but the one who you will, like the voice that feels stronger, we're going to listen to, but we got to check in with what other voices are there. So if you're feeling sad, journaling and being like, okay, sadness, what is going on and what do you need? And almost imagine like you're talking to a person or if it's anxiety, a great thing, instead of calling it your anxiety, start calling it your fire. Like, okay, my fire's really getting hot today. What do I need? And oftentimes we need to relax our body (laughs) because if we drop our shoulders, relax our jaw, relax our body, it sends a signal to our mind that we're safe. And if we feel safe physically, it's a lot easier to feel safe mentally and emotionally. So you can guide through some of these emotions. Um, So yeah, I know I've shared a lot. We've shared the clarity through contrast. We've talked about grief. We talked about being okay with sadness and anger, how it's actually a really important part of your healing and and self-love journey. And just being in a stage of acceptance that accepting that we are a spiritual being having a human experience. And a part of that is the full spectrum of emotions. Emotional intelligence, the very first step is self-awareness. The more descriptive we can get with how we are feeling, the better we are at processing them and identifying the needs that we have in order to work through them. Okay. So 
I have two journal prompts um, available for you. If you guys send me a DM on Instagram, I have one that is all around intentions of how to set intentions for the day. This is a prompt that you can use daily or you can just use a couple questions from it. And the other journal prompt is around release and forgiveness. And so if you have memories that keep coming up over and over and over again, that is definitely a sign that it's time to start releasing it, especially if you've been on a growth journey and you feel like, wow, I'm really growing. I feel like I'm expanding, right? That your heart's getting bigger. Your ability to, your capacity for things is is spreading. Things are going to come up from the past and that's normal. And so sometimes things come up because we're ready to face them. Um, but we need to have tools of how to re reframe these things. And so if you send me a DM on Instagram, you can get the intentions or the release or both. Okay. But you have to ask for it and then you can have it. Um, and I'm hanging out on Instagram at Kelsey Low Show, and that's where you can find me. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I hope you liked this conversation around grief. There's going to be a lot more coming, um, and about that, because I think everyone is experiencing grief and not many people know what to do with it, nor do they realize it's grief. It just feels like overwhelm or it just feels like depression or just feels like sadness. Um, but I believe a lot of people are in mourning. I want to guide guide everyone through that as I'm guiding myself through that, right? I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I just have been really developing my toolbox, my self-love toolbox of the things that I need when I need it so I can pull that out of the bag. Journaling has been the biggest tool for me. I can't live without journaling. I'm also like low-key, maybe high-key on a mission to get more and more people journaling because it's such a free resource that can elevate so many things in our life. Like even there's like studies that show just by writing down things that you want, you're 40% more likely to get them or create them like goals. You know, obviously we have to show up for it. Things don't just happen. We have to show up and trust the process that it's going to work out, but we have to take action. The universe meets us halfway. So Okay. I love you guys so much. My name is Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will catch you on the next episode.